Hey, it's your host, Abigail Pumphrey, and I'm on a personal mission to help more small business owners become financially free. I like to nerd out on all things business, marketing, and most definitely the numbers. I'm talking all the lessons learned as I turned a layoff into a seven-figure online business. I like to share it all and no conversation is off the table. We talk actionable strategies, biz challenges, and all the things life throws your way. Grief, anxiety, loss, and resilience are all topics you'll find here. So grab a cup of coffee and settle in because you're listening to the Strategy Hour podcast brought to you by Boss Project. Have you ever absolutely panicked after you accidentally deleted a file on your computer? I know I have. It's not an issue if you've got Crash Plan Smart Recovery. Your files are just a few clicks away and can be restored in a snap. Crash Plan provides the best cloud backup solutions in the market. Visit CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. Now you can protect all your work with an unlimited backup and recovery solution. CrashPlan makes it simple to restore some or all of your data. And with unlimited version retention, CrashPlan can be your ultimate rewind button. Get unlimited computer backup for you or your business with CrashPlan Professional. CrashPlan backs up files that live on your computer and works with PC, Mac, and Linux. Don't let data disasters slow you down. CrashPlan has your back and keeps you moving. Go to CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year of CrashPlan. That's CrashPlan.com slash BossProject for 50% off your first year. Back up better with CrashPlan. So I feel really fancy now because on our recent trip for anniversary, we went to this distillery in, it's right outside of Austin, technically in this town called Dripping Springs. We had a great time. And there's this distillery that made a yummy beverage and out of their alcohol that they make, they make a bourbon-esque drink. It's not bourbon, but they have an old fashioned on the menu basically. And I went on a whim and ordered it and I freaking loved it. (laughs) And so now I feel like my goal of being like a library professor old man is coming more and more true into life because I can officially say I drink old fashions. Oh my gosh. With a twist. <laughs> With a twist. That's so funny. I just am excited about the changes that are happening though in the alcohol space. No, no offense to anyone who drinks. Love it. Go for it. You do you enjoy it all, but I am Super excited about the rise of the mocktail. I have not enjoyed drinking ever. (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty certain I'm allergic, which is the actual issue here. But I've been seeing so many more mocktail recipes. And there's apparently this new trend happening in Japan where they're opening non-alcoholic bars. And it's like where they're seeing like a lot more millennials and younger people who like still want the bar experience, but don't necessarily want to drink. And I'm I love that all here for it. But Mm -hmm. I love that you enjoyed your beverage and (laughs) got that experience. It just is someone who's always felt a little left out. I'm hopeful that they come out with more and more options. Well, every distillery and winery that we went to on this trip had a mocktail section of their menu. And it wasn't just like, here's a Shirley Temple. And that was the only option. It was like, 
you know, cucumber, lime, sparkling, something, something. And it was like in a cute little glass and made up. So I definitely think it's getting into different parts of the country, different parts of the world. And I'm here for it. We have those. I definitely, well, first of all, I started the trend of balsamic and sparkling. I was doing that. I remember earlier this summer, and (laughs) there was this whole thing that blew up on TikTok, but I swear to you, Emily was easily 30 days in advance of this trend. And I shared it on stories, and then I reshared it as proof, and then I pinned it as a highlight. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Because... I was told by an old lady at farmer's market to do this and I didn't believe her. And then I tried it and it was the most delicious thing. And so I started making drinks. And so we do that at home too. We're like kind of the same thing where you want like a beverage to end your day or like a cool, nice, refreshing beverage. And I can never finish like a can of Coke or anything. It's just always too much for me. And so making a cocktail is just easier because it's like six or eight ounces. But these you can just do like sparkling water and a tablespoon or two of the balsamic and put a little sprig of mint in it and you feel fancy. Yeah, there's this one coffee shop downtown. So when I started working from home eons ago at this point, you know, we would meet a lot of potential clients out for coffee. And I didn't like coffee when I started this business, which is so funny to me. (laughs) But I always ordered an Italian soda at this one spot. And it's not balsamic, but it's, you know, flavoring plus sparkling water. So good. So good. So good. I haven't had an Italian soda in forever because it's like cream. Yeah, there's cream in there. Not necessarily. You can have ones that are just like the flavoring or you can get it with the cream. I think that with the cream may be the, I think it's an Italian soda or it's an Italian cream soda. Oh, yeah. And so the Italian cream soda is flavoring plus half and half plus okay sparkling okay. water no that makes sense and gotcha. I like the one with well I used to I, I'm not sure I could drink it now because it kind of tastes like fruit loops yeah it's really it's sweet very sweet I've totally now makes a lactose-free half and half and I'm very excited because it's still dairy I could have a whole conversation with y'all about like dairy alternatives and milk drinks and the rabbit hole I went down on TikTok about how like oat milk isn't really a great option. It has a whole slew of other like, not just that it's unhealthy, but like the very quick version of this is that oats naturally on their own are like really, really prone to mold. It's just like oats are just can be moldy. They get moldy quickly. They're oats. It's not a nut. It's not whatever like, you know, it's not a cow. (laughs) And so they just get moldy. And so having it in a beverage that lasts as long as they do, you're just at risk for like having some inflammatory issues or like icky issues because of like the mold that you could be introducing into your body. And I'm just like, I don't really want to be a part of that. And so I've been exploring other options because I don't like any of the other non-dairy alternatives, but I'm going to try, I have done lactose free before and I've enjoyed it. So I'm going to try it again and we'll see. I really, really love lactose-free milk. I mean, I feel so much better drinking it. Oh my gosh, yes. But I don't know. I have enough other things going on that I've just given up on dairy bothering me. Oh, I know. It's going to bother me if it's going to bother me. And it's so sad. (laughs) (laughs) 
All right. Well, this isn't a food podcast. So to steer us into another direction, I want to talk to you about perfectionism. And I want to talk to you about how perfectionism impacts you today versus how it impacted you maybe when you first started our business or even your business and kind of just the relationship we've had with perfection in and of itself. The reason why I bring this up is because perfectionism in this industry and in the circle of our clients and our peers is brought up in the lens of procrastination, like they're tied together a lot, but it's a known cause of inaction in this community. And a lot of people we talk to who deal with being frozen in place and like not being able to make a choice or the next step in their business, it comes down to the root of it is wrapped up in perfectionism. And so we talk about it a lot with our clients. And so I want to talk about it with you today. Yeah, I know for me, perfectionism has been something I've struggled with my entire life. Like if you go back to even my school years, I really always desired to be the top of my class, have the best projects, really impress everyone that I was around, you know, to the point that I was like, toxic people pleasing, and controlling of the work I was putting out into the world, like group projects, lol, it was me, you know, and so when we came into this business, much like the way I showed up in my younger years, I was always attempting to do the most all the time to the point that I feel like it slowed us down and really prevented some of the getting things off the ground. That being said, though, there was something that changed when you and I started working together that I think unlocked this ability to see perfectionism from both its unhealthy perspective, but also all of the assets that it brought to our business. And since then, we've been able to effectively leverage it as a tool that has radically, in my opinion, grown our business by leaps and bounds. Yeah. And not just around perfectionism, but anything that anyone wants to talk about in this industry, you know, the conversation of ADHD has been really popular, other neurodivergencies. And, you know, I think if you have this conversation in an unhealthy way, it can be very invalidating for people who deal with those neurodivergencies on a daily basis, chronic health issues, pain, literally anything. Hi, we check all of those boxes here at Boss Project. So we've been not just a part of this conversation publicly for many years, but it's been our identity since we opened our doors. And it's been part of our identity as we've shifted our business because of the things, quote unquote, holding us back that other people may not deal with. It's how and why we shifted how we make money, how we show up here, how we work together how we structure our days and our team. And it's why we both know and we've talked about that it would be not impossible, but very different and difficult for us to have a standard job anywhere else where we were expected to go in person to a space on a daily basis. It's why I created my own business back in the day because of the health 
reasons that I knew I needed to make room for. And so no part, like this is my disclaimer, no part of us talking about like lean into the things that like can be your superpowers is meant to be heard in a disempowering way or an invalidating way. I want you to know that there are some elements of what you could bring to the table that absolutely are going to impact the way that you make money or show up or serve people. And I'm also tired of all of us beating ourselves up about the things that we bring to the table. And I would much rather look at myself and you, my business partner and the people around me as your unique way of showing up. And how can we tailor an offer, a workspace, a culture that serves that instead of works against that? Yeah. Yesterday, I heard this woman speaking about her career, and she was talking about the rise of women in tech specifically. And she spoke about her specific career trajectory and the types of roles she had that landed her where she's at today. She's now in the C-suite. She's now running a company and doing incredibly well for herself. And the funny thing about it is, you know, most people tend to make assumptions about coming into a role like that, that you have to have had this kind of training or done this sort of job or insert all of these excuses about why or how you get to where you're going. And the interesting thing about her career trajectory is it mimics a lot of what I see happen in the entrepreneurial space, but she's applying it specifically to a more traditional career path where she's jumping from roles that, you know, primarily function as the skill itself, like design or UI or, you know, on the creation part of the spectrum of a product. And then over time, move up through the marketing side of the business, then the sales side of the business and over into product development. The funny thing is the thing that really got me when she was talking was how innately like in my bones, I couldn't stand the idea of going along the same path. Like my ideals as the way I work and how I show up in my work is so ingrained in me at this point. The idea of working in the way that she was working, I was so turned off by it, despite the fact that like her career mimics a lot of what I've been through personally and a lot of what I'm going through running this company. No part of that is seems interesting to me. No part of it. Like she's like running a 200 plus person team in a product development space and the techs like amazing. Go for it. Incredible. Love that for you. And what it had me realizing even late yesterday was like you're saying, these things that we often see as flaws within ourselves empower us to see the world through a different lens that other people simply don't have. And we can utilize these things as strengths that make us come up with alternative paths that other people literally cannot see. And so when we're talking about perfectionism, it really drives us to want to develop something that is serving a purpose in a way that really speaks to the whole solution. Mm -hmm. And I love that because there's so many people out there that when they're in developing anything, they're thinking about how do I get this to market fastest? How do I get the market cheapest? How do I do it in X, Y, Z way? But as a female who... (laughs) 
identifies as a perfectionist, I know that I'm constantly challenging myself to meet a higher standard, to have it serve a higher purpose and really encapsulate the whole solution. And so that is a big driver behind why Emily and I developed the bus, the perfectionism workshop and all the tools that are within it, because we see your skill set as a perfectionist as like a higher power that other people simply don't have. And you have the opportunity to utilize it to challenge yourself to set higher goals, set higher standards, and learn from your mistakes along the way in a way that allows you to really leapfrog forward. And instead of constantly beating yourself up about it, how can you reframe it to have a healthy outlook? Want to learn exactly step-by-step how to get paid to generate leads in your business? I've kept these details to myself for far too long. I'm ready to spill everything and give you the exact steps that help me generate tens of thousands of qualified leads and millions in low-ticket digital product sales. I won't just show you what I did, but teach you how you can do it too. I'm talking not just how to create low-ticket digital products, but also showing you how to use them strategically to generate leads for your other existing or future offers. I'm sharing it all at bossproject.com slash jumpstart, including exactly how I made $8,033 and generated 277 leads my very first month selling digital products. Find out more at bossproject.com slash jumpstart. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. With over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. I love that Indeed makes it easy to hire because I'm busy enough already. When we've hired in the past, the process was full of unqualified applicants. With Indeed, we can target the right candidates for the right position. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Just go to Indeed.com slash strategy hour right now and support our show by seeing you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash strategy hour. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Money issues are a common stressor in any relationship. Monarch Money is the top-rated personal finance app that can get you and your partner on the same page without any extra cost. Monarch has built-in collaboration features, so together you can see your finances, budget, and get insights on your cash flow. It's the easiest way to manage any household finances. I've tried other finance apps in the past, and they didn't work the way I wanted them to. I don't want to stress over finances. Monarch is the top-rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com strategy. Monarch has a tool that allows you to easily import your data from Mint and keep all of your tags and categories. Monarch's simple, intuitive design makes it so easy to get it set up, customize, and use. Monarch prioritizes my privacy, and they'll never sell my data to third parties. 
After trying out Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash strategy. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash strategy for your extended 30-day free trial. Well, and this you're going to want to get your hands on this toolkit if you've ever slid into our DMs or thought this question and didn't ask. Cause I, anytime I talked about this, I've talked about this with you, Abigail, and I talk about it with our friend, Jess Ely all the time, because it's like clockwork. Two things happen. Anytime I share something, this response happens. One, anytime I accidentally share a screenshot of my home screen, I always get shit about how much unread text messages I have. And people are freaking out about how much anxiety it gives them because I just leave them unread. That I know is always going to happen. The other thing that I know that's always going to happen is whenever I share about a productive day or week or a lot of things that are happening at work and then something that I'm also getting done at home, whether it's working on my book or working in the garden or painting our living room, whatever it might be, I know without a doubt within a couple of hours, I'm going to get messages of people being like, how do you quote, do it all? How do you manage you know, doing these projects and running this business and doing this over here. I have all of these ideas on my head of what I want to do. This is them talking. And I don't understand how to take action. I don't understand how you guys get so much done. And we've had this conversation in a couple different capacities here on this podcast where we've talked about the difference between doers and beers, right? Where the doers are the people who just take the action and they learn about themselves or about that action after they take the action, right? And then there are beers who need to believe something about themselves before they can take that action. And most small business owners are actually beers. Anyone who's gotten any sort of like you know, quick growth or growth that you can see visually tends to be doers because they're messy action takers, right? So we get the question all the time of if I'm a beer, how do I become a doer? And for the longest time, for literally years in my brain, whenever someone has asked me that question, how do you get so much done? It's really hard for me to answer that question because at the root of it, what I want to say is I just do it. I decide that I want to do it and then I do it. And if in the middle of doing it, I don't want to do it anymore, I stop doing it. And if the next day I don't want to do it, I don't do it that day. But if the following day I want to do it, I do it. And I just don't think about it that much. I just literally do it. And so if you've literally ever asked us, how do you guys get so much stuff done? This toolkit is the answer to that. Because I didn't have the framework of how to answer that question outside of, we just do it. And me telling you in a training or in a workshop or in this podcast, you just need to start taking action. It's not actually helpful. And so we went and did some actual research and like looked into things that, what are some actual reframes that you can do and action steps that aren't the doing, but will help you with the doing? Yeah. No, I think this is really important to put the nose on because essentially, what Emily is saying here is if you've ever felt like being a perfectionist or even just a starter of, I don't know how to get to this other stage where you're just leaping forward. What I don't think Emily and I realized is this is like built into our DNA to take the next step. And if it's not, then we want to teach you how to bridge that gap. We want to teach you how to reframe your thoughts and actions into something that's really going to push you forward 
when you have the desire. It's not for lack of desire. It's not for lack of vision. It's not for lack of a target or a goal. It's simply something within you that is holding you back. Your mind is such a powerful tool. Your mind is literally moldable and really something that can be rewired. And I didn't think so for a very, very long time. For eons, I thought you're born and then you're raised. And so you either have nature, what is literally in your DNA, versus nurture, the way in which you were brought up. And then once you get to a developmental milestone, you're just kind of set, right? And I thought for a long time that that meant any behavior I had developed early on was now my requirement for the way I was going to live the rest of my life. What I didn't know was going to happen is I was going to be in a car accident that completely changed my trajectory. Because what happened in that instant, although perhaps one of the most terrible moments of my life, it was the biggest opportunity I've ever been given. Because in an instant, things I had always known to be true, literally the wiring was broken. Yeah, it was like someone took scissors. (laughs) Right. And so I had the opportunity to decide how to rewire my brain as I was healing. It was a humongous gift because some of the things that really bugged me I got to be very intentional about how I'm going to remake this connection. But in the process, I learned a lot about how the brain functions, how the brain works, what makes you the person you are. And the cool part is I don't think you guys realize that so much of this is habit building and you can change habits that change your mind. And so the work we're talking about in this training has the ability to change the rest of your life if you let it. Yep. Well, what I find really interesting is the concept of, and I don't think this is talked about enough either. I know we've mentioned it with our clients, but so you talked about, you said words like starter or, you know, getting it off the ground or whatever. And I, everything is full circle, right? So what was it like our second or third program we ever made that was called, what was it called? The follow through method. And the piece that we don't think business owners pay enough attention to isn't just in the follow through. Like, yes, you can start and you have this great idea and then you have to like follow through on that idea. Another word for follow through is maintain. And that part isn't sexy. And the thing that we are really great at and what we're teaching you inside of this toolkit on how to harvest those skills for yourself is take the start, take the idea, take the dream. Everything that comes after I have this great idea is maintenance Yes, you have to like create the thing and put it up so like people can buy it, right? But like you can probably get yourself there. But what comes after? What comes after maintaining the growth or stability of a business? How do you maintain the culture of clients and sales and a team? How do you maintain the literal existence of your business or company tomorrow, six months from now, three years from now? What does the maintenance or the follow through of that idea look like over the years? Yeah. You know, I know it's a challenge for a lot of you because you like the newness. 
you like the things that pop up that feel like an existing it makes you feel alive. Like literally the idea of starting something new and doing something new and and like putting it out into the world. It's what helps you identify as an entrepreneur. I love that. I have that too. (laughs) (laughs) And we have to learn to fulfill some of those innate needs from outside of our business. We can be challenged in other ways. We can fill ourselves up in other ways. And when that happens, it allows for the follow through or that maintenance mode to come on so much easier, but you're going to need it. This is a required skill. That's the thing. It's like, I would argue the number one reason businesses fail is they're too focused on the start. They're not focused on the maintenance or sustainability of what they're building. They're focused on growth and trajectory and all of those things. And how do you stay there? How do you stay in a growth mode? How do you stay even in a sustainability mode? Like what if you, we call it like plateauing on purpose. Like what happens when you get to the point where you're meeting your family's needs and you're creating the income you desire and you want to like turn your focus away from the business a bit. So many people think that means that the business has to suffer as a result. And that's simply not freaking true. No. Or that you're doing business wrong if it's in maintenance mode or if it's in plateau mode and it's just, you know, I don't know, serving you and your business financially and your family financially and giving you a different life than you could have ever imagined. Plus a schedule, plus like happiness, that those things aren't enough for it to exist. And I think part of it is the, we've literally ingrained this like instant gratification, dopamine hit of sorts into our society to the point that you guys are not getting the high from maintaining or running your business. And I get it. And it's just going to create chaos if you don't figure out how to make this switch. But that's the thing. You don't need to figure it out on your own. You don't need to come in and just say, okay, I'm going to reframe everything I've ever known to be true about myself, my perfectionism, my mindset, my ability to start. And I'm going to become this amazing person who follows through on everything. I'm going to really go into maintenance mode. I'm going to successfully like sustain the business I've built. I'm going to do all these. If part of you is like, <laughs> like then, then this isn't optional for you. Like yeah. you yeah. need this. And you need it and it's the absolute conversations and work that high achieving and high earning service providers are doing. So these are the tools that they have in their back pocket whenever they get stuck and are not sure of what that next step is on how to get past perfectionism just to take messy action. And it comes down really to four areas that we're focusing on in this toolkit. Part of it's reframing and structuring new daily habits like with actual daily check-ins on what to implement to reframe thinking within how you're actually going about your day-to-day so that you can introduce new habits, like rewiring old things like Abigail was talking about. Really unthinking unhealthy perfectionism and begin to see perfectionism in a healthy way that can be used as your superpower, like literal scripts that we have for you to flip and like pledges for you to take. So you can begin to think about the things that you think are holding you back in a new light. 
We also walk you through the actual structure on how to look at goals as outcomes and how outcomes are actually better than goals in the long run and how we shifted these a couple of years ago. And it drastically changed how we look at our business and the growth that we then saw because of that. And then we walk you through the strategy on how to actually reflect and go through recognition of the action steps that you are taking in your business. We coined the phrase, oh, years ago, like 2017, maybe tweak and repeat. And the thing that's been our superpower for a long time of how to take action, assess that action, tweak what worked, repeat what worked tweak what didn't work, right? And do it again. They also known as following through and maintaining. But there's actually a lot of mindfulness that comes by looking at your actual results and the proof of what you've done to give you receipts on what you've done so you can continue to validate yourself literally every day if you need to. But we've designed it to be done in a monthly format and a quarterly format. So tackling these four areas with the lens of shifting unhealthy perfectionism to a healthy perfectionism with the tools for you to maintain that every day, drastic results are available to you. (laughs) Drastic results. Yep. So if you've been feeling, I'm just going to like say a couple things. And if you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that's me. That's me. That's also me. Then Abigail's going to tell you where to go to learn more information about how to get your hands on this toolkit. So the toolkit's for you if you've been feeling stuck in your business and not sure what it's going to take for you to grow past the phase that you're currently at. Maybe your brain has said you need to start something new, you need to try a new thing, because you can't honestly see what's next. That's your brain struggling to deal with the follow-through. If you feel defeated by your goals instead of motivated. If you look at the things that you say that you want to achieve and you feel overwhelmed by them, you don't feel jazzed about them, you don't feel connected to them in any way, we need to chat. (laughs) If you find yourself always starting something new instead of refining what it is that you already offer or who you serve or how you sell or what your business structure is really about, if you're not in the refinement mode and maintenance mode, but always starting something new, this toolkit is for you. If you feel like your projects with clients or projects internally drag on and you wish that you could move a little faster, you wish that you could pivot faster, take messy action, learn how to really get stuff out in the world that you're proud of, but that also propels your business forward. Or if you're dealing with burnout and you've considered burning your entire business to the ground, well, let's introduce this toolkit first (laughs) so that you can have this because maybe if you burn it to the ground and you come around with another idea, guess where you're going to be? Again, the beginning right here where you're stuck again. So we have to insert a new strategy where it hurts so that we can see different results in the future. Now, if any of that resonated with you at all, I want you to go right now to bossproject.com slash perfectionism. I want you to grab this toolkit. I want you to dive in and really see what's available and open to you. And when your mindset is starting to open, I want you to send us a message over at Boss Project. I want to hear how this resonated with you. I want to hear how it's up-leveled things for you. I want to know what's changing so we can continue to support you as you reach new levels in your business. So again, that's bossproject.com slash perfectionism. Looking to elevate your brand without the headache? Join the co-op, our creative template shop membership. With thousands of easy to customize templates, all crafted to seamlessly fit your business aesthetics. We make nurturing leads and driving sales effortless. 
we're talking serious impact and seriously simple creation. Become a member now at creativeshopcoop.com and transform your business today. That's creativeshopcoop.com. Hey, a few quick favors before you leave. I'd love if you'd share today's episode, send it to a friend who needs to hear it and post on social. You can show us where you're listening from, your favorite takeaway, or why someone else should listen. Be sure to tag me at Abigail Says and at Boss Project so we can share it. Okay, second favor. To get podcast updates and all the behind-the-scenes news from Boss Project, I'd love if you'd join my VIP list. Just head to bossproject.com slash sign up to make sure I have all your contact details. Really love this show? It would mean so much to me if you'd leave a rating and review. It not only helps more listeners find the show but allows us to bring on quality sponsors so we can keep bringing you this valuable content for free. Thanks so much for listening. Until next time.